0: Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning, hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. Hey there, and welcome to this week's edition of the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Secular Law Firm, where great families make great estate plans. My name is Tim Seckler. I am a certified elder law attorney uh, and an estate planner, and I own a little law firm in Cranberry Township uh, that focuses on estate planning predominantly for, uh, for middle-class folks. And, and uh, we do this radio show. If you're new to the radio show, maybe you just found it. We do it every week. And our idea of doing this show is to get you the information you need in order to make uh, great estate planning decisions. Uh, so on the show, I take it as an opportunity to do the education piece. You know, at, at our firm, we like to do the education piece for free. So why not give you a head start uh, by doing the education piece right here? And and um, and so on the show, we talk about things like wills and trusts and powers of attorney and long-term care expenses and and getting you the things you need to know in order. To make a really good estate plan <clears throat> If you are a, uh, a weekly listener My apologies for last week If you can tell uh, I am getting over this, this virus that's going around And last week you would not have wanted to listen to me Talk for half an hour uh, And so last week you got a rerun My apologies uh, This week we're back up, back at it And uh, there's a thing I want to talk about before I get into this, my disclaimer, is that this is for your education, this is for your entertainment, this is not legal advice. Don't make any decisions based on what you hear on this or any other radio show. Um, We're not doing this to give you advice, we're doing this to give you information. If you need advice, you need to give us a call, which you can do anytime, Uh, give us a call, 724-841-1393, or check us out online. Uh, I've got lots of materials on our YouTube channel, I've got lots of materials on our website, you can listen to over 150 old episodes of this show uh, on a podcast uh, on iTunes or Spotify. So if you're if you're into that, you can find it. Uh, SecularLawFirm.com is a great place. Now, I want to talk to you about an article that came out last week. Um, it, uh, well, rather, December 29th. Um, and it is on MBC, uh, NBC News. And the headline is this. The headline says, The Wealth Transfer from Boomers... Won't save Generation X and the Millennials. It will not save Generation X and the Millennials. So I see a headline like that, and uh, and I dig in a little bit. And you know, here's here's the whole idea. The whole idea is <coughs> that there is um, the Baby Boomer generation, which is though you know by most people's accounting the the wealthiest single generation in world history i mean the american baby boomer lived in the time of great prosperity in this country had their careers in the 70s 80s and 90s when the money was being made uh the baby boomers are are well positioned as compared to previous generations and they are well positioned as compared to the generations behind them from a financial standpoint um and there's this idea that says that the baby boomers will be passing away during the next twenty to thirty years, and as the baby boomers pass away in the next twenty to thirty years, their uh, wealth is going to is going to help the next generation, um, you know, not have to work so hard and all the rest. Because there's this very palpable, very uh, factually true situation where Generation X, and the millennials, don't feel as financially secure as their parents. Um, they've got greater debt. They've got lower home ownership. They've got fewer uh, the 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 rate that the jobs are paying are not keeping up with the prices that are rising, right? And so um, there's this there's this idea amongst the generation X and the millennials that they're not going to be able to save what their parents saved. And I can tell you that you know the 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 families and the, those generations that we see in the estate plan, I, you know, I think that that's true. It's not everybody. You know, you can't you can't cast this net too broadly, but generationally speaking, the baby boomers have more money. So so here's the idea. Um, is, is the baby boomer wealth transfer that's going to uh, occur over the next several uh, decades, is that going to save the next generation and in effect, in some respects, save the country uh, from... Um, you know, from going downhill economically, uh, politically, et cetera, and this article, the the author of this article says, no, 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 not so fast. And and here's essentially what he says, and it's kind of what we've been screaming around here for a long time, is that, okay, yes, it's a wealthy generation, but there's an estimate that they they quote in the study. Uh, Okay, $53 trillion will be passed down from baby boomers to Generation X and and the millennials. Okay, so that sounds like a big number. But almost 70% of it, 70% of the wealth that will be transferred between the year 2020 and 2045, which includes the boomers, uh, will come from U.S. households with at least $1 million in investable assets. So 70% of it, 68% of it is coming from people who have a $1 million in investable assets. Investable assets probably does not include home equity. All right, so 70% of it is going to come from millionaires. But here's the challenge. 6.9% of the households actually hit that threshold. So it's only 7% of the households so seventy percent of the money that's being transferred to the next generation is only coming from seven percent of the households well then that means the other 93 percent of the households are splitting up thirty percent of the wealth and that's where a lot of the kids live right so so for a lot of situations you know you take your middle-class families and there's a lot of millionaires who would consider themselves middle class these days Um, but you've got people in the middle class where the wealth transfer is not as big, so we can look at the we can look at the baby boomer population, and we can say, well, yeah, there's all this money, but most of it, you know, the rich keep getting richer, the poor keep getting poor, and whatnot. Most of it is with wealthy families. Most of us don't come from wealthy families. Ninety-three percent of the people don't come from um, the families where the, the these dollars are, and then so ninety-three percent are splitting up the rest. And here's the other challenge. And I, I give uh, the the um, the reporter, the author of this. Um, this article a ton of credit because this is what we've been screaming at a, a long time is this isn't easy stuff. And the problem with the middle class, you know, you, you take a look at this situation and you've got the boomers, and, and there's a whole bunch of, of people with several hundred thousand dollars saved up to a million, million five. Um, there's a whole bunch of baby boomers in, in that sort of demographic, and there's a lot of them in Pittsburgh. Um, but the article points out, well, okay, <clears throat> but what happens if they get sick? Because the problem here is <coughs> the next generation is, uh, is is not going to inherit the money. Most of these people – uh, here's what it says – Fidelity's annual retiree health care estimate, a sixty-five-year-old, a single sixty-five-year-old will need to spend about one hundred and fifty seven thousand five hundred to cover their health care expenses in retirement. In a married couple could be as much as three hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. So that's on average. That's your that's your that's your average um, health care expense. Okay, well that's on average, which means some people are paying more than that, and so you start taking a look at this thing and you listen to what the Alzheimer's Association is having uh, is telling us, and, and what they're telling us is that one in three seniors are going to have dementia. All right, so here's Fidelity, biggest financial institution around, telling us that your average cost for a married couple could be three hundred fifteen thousand dollars. Okay, you've got the Alzheimer's Association telling us that. One in three seniors are going to have dementia, right? And the government doesn't pay for nursing homes. You pay for nursing homes privately. Nursing homes in Pennsylvania are between one hundred dollars and $180,000 a year right now. That's today's dollars, right? And you take somebody that has saved several hundred thousand dollars, and we got to ask an honest question. Okay, Mr. Middle Class, you've saved several hundred thousand dollars. Fantastic. How are your kids doing? Uh, well, you know, Johnny didn't move out of the house until he was 41, and he uh, he he's not working, you know, the, these kids these days. They don't have what we used to have, and he's got all this student loan debt because he wanted to spend eight years in college studying, um, um, you know, art appreciation and he doesn't have any money, and I don't know, you know, he's driving my old car, and and I don't know know how this thing is going to work. Okay, Mr. Middle Class, well, what are your savings? Well, I've got, you know, half a million dollars, and at least I can leave that to Johnny and his two siblings. Um, Well, but what about the $315,000 on average in health care costs? Oh. Well, isn't Medicare going to pay for that? Nope, Mr. Middle Class... Uh, Medicare doesn't pay for nursing home expenses. This is sort of the biggest lie going because what they tell you as you're paying into the system for 50 years is that when you turn 65, you're going to have health care coverage. <laughs> Except when you turn 65, you find out that Medicare does not pay for long-term care expenses. Medicare pays for acute care, not long-term care. Medicare doesn't pay for nursing homes. Oh, you mean you mean I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to pay for that privately? You pay for that privately until you go broke, at which point in time Medicaid will pay the nursing home. Oh, well, that leaves my kids in a pretty tough spot because they're not making enough money. How are my kids ever going to retire? Don't know, Mr. Middle Class, uh, but them's the shakes. And um, that's the way that this thing is going to go. And we all thought that the wealthy baby boomer population, transfer of wealth, is going to save this next generation. Uh, Who knows about the generation after that? But that's not going to happen because the middle-class families are going to get smoked by long-term care. And this is a message. This article, which you can find on, on MB, uh, NBC News, uh, December ninth, 2023, they nail it. This has been our message here for a long time um, because the um, – And you've got this situation where – um you know we we kind of have to figure this thing out, and you know a- attorneys like me, you know we, we call ourselves elder law attorneys, I hate the word elder law, uh, because most of my clients do not consider themselves old. They may be retired, but that's not the same thing as being old, right? You know, 20-year-olds don't understand that. But you can be you can be retired and not consider yourself old. And so I'm not old. Why would I go see an elder law attorney? I'm not old. We should probably better classify this thing as like uh, retirement law, perhaps. But In any event, what we like to do is we like to teach people about this sort of broken government system that requires people to go broke uh, if you end up getting sick. And what ends up happening is we do asset protection work. My clients... Uh, end up doing a lot of trust work to protect assets from this long-term care system because if you have worked hard to save a house if you have worked hard to save a half a million dollars couple hundred thousand dollars seven hundred thousand dollars million dollars i don't really care if you've worked hard to save some stuff I presume you would prefer that that stuff get to your family members or your favorite nonprofit or whomever you wanted to go rather than some long-term care expense, rather than the government, rather than some, some broken system, um, and maybe we can actually transfer some wealth to the next generation. That's been our message for years um, is, hey, look, this system isn't broken. Estate planning is not just death planning. Estate planning is really asset protection planning. Um, and and so this article I think does does a really good job of of bringing uh, attention to this point uh, because when I when I'm meeting with clients when I'm chatting with clients and we're talking about their net worth and they're talking about leaving an inheritance to other people and stuff there's there's always this caveat that I have in my head like yeah but what if that doesn't work out what what if it doesn't get to your kids what if um, what if you end up getting sick and and those are things that we've got to work through you know i was um i, I like to talk about this i've been talking about this stuff you know for years and and um I'm, I'm starting to get more and more of these sort of speaking invitations to come and chat with with groups and with other lawyers and and um and it's been fun and it's been interesting and you know and it's cool that people uh like to hear what i have to say so i had this invitation uh last week to go down to Alabama, to Birmingham, Alabama, and speak to this group of estate planning attorneys. Um, And I go, and I get down there, and uh, there's this group of 60 or 70 attorneys in the room, and they're all in the estate planning business. And... Uh, I did a little poll and I did a show of hands and I and I said, you know, who in here is an estate planner? They all raise their hand. Okay, great. Who in here considers themselves an elder law attorney? And out of the sixty or seventy estate planning attorneys, one guy raises his hand. One person. Uh, and and I, you know, I kind of pointed out and I said, you and I are, are sort of kindred spirits here because um, because you're you're fighting the good fight. And not that the other people aren't fighting a good fight, but here's here's the problem. In the estate planning industry, there, one, aren't enough good attorneys. Um, and what do I mean by that? Well, not every attorney that writes a will would consider themselves an estate planning attorney. Right? The, the people that are all in estate planning attorneys, most of those law firms end up Doing planning for higher net worth families, all right? Uh, uh, business owners, um, people with $10 million and up, $5 million and up, whatever the number is, but we're they're, they're dealing with higher net worth families. Those families' concerns are typically around wealth transfer and taxation um, because we have death taxes in Pennsylvania. There are death taxes at the federal level. And so a lot of the estate planning law is really about taxes. Now, middle-class families don't really have tax problems in the same way that, that wealthier people do. You know, a middle-class person that doesn't have $10 million isn't going to lose a million dollars to death taxes. Um, and so a lot of the extremely well-qualified, well-experienced estate planning attorneys, they are in the federal estate tax planning business. And they tend to work in the ivory tower law firms, and they tend to... Uh, to, um, to not really know a ton about this long-term care system, this Medicaid system, this Medicare system, because their clientele is not worried about it, right? So then what's the other, and th- th- it's kinda, this reminds me of a story, uh, and, and I, find it, I, I find this story kind of funny, is um, when I was in law school, you know, in law school the first year they kind of lay out for you the classes that you need to take, but then as you get into second and third the year, you get to take some electives, and one of the electives I took was was an estate planning elective, and, and I don't remember what the, the course was called, but we, we go to the, this class on the very first day, and, um, and I'm interested at the time in estate planning. I really hadn't made career decisions at that point in time, and it might have been a federal estate tax class. But it was it was predominantly on estate planning for high net worth families. That was sort of the idea. And I sit down and and I've, I've, i at the lower level I found this estate planning thing to be kind of interesting. And I sit down and and I remember I sat down with a friend. The guy's name is Mike Watson, and and Mike was a former Army guy. I was a former Air Force guy. We we were pals in law school, and we sit down, and um, the professor was kind of surprised about how many people h- had chosen this elective. There was a, there was a big class, and. The professor said, why are you guys all here? And, you know, a couple of people said, well, we found the first level class to be interesting or whatever. And she said, look, if you are not committed to spending your career saving wealthy people money on taxes, then you probably should not be in this room. And Mike and I look at each other. And we stood up and we walked out. We were the only two guys that walked out. And I, that, that's not what I'm going to commit my career to. I think it could be interesting work, and I and we do plenty of that work, and I find it interesting. But it's not it's not really my mission, you know. And, and so we both kind of chuckled to ourselves and went and enrolled in some other class. Uh, and I find it funny now that you know after having walked out of the, the advanced estate planning class, that I I own one of the larger estate planning practices in in the city of Pittsburgh. But what I like to talk about and what I like to deal with is not is not federal state tax planning for wealthy people. That's not really you know we we do that. I, um, Amy Reese, who's my managing attorney, has a tax LLM. She's got a ton of experience in that space. It's just not it's just not what I do all day long. What I like to talk about all day long is really good planning for middle-class families because what 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 does that look like well that looks a little different it's not tax law it's complicated but it's not tax law it's just not the same thing and what that often looks like is wealth transfer for uh and asset protection from long-term care expenses uh and and saving some headache and making the thing easier for your kids and all the rest um and so I, I just I, I kind of find this whole thing funny. So here I am, and I'm speaking to this group of federal estate tax planners in Alabama last week, and none of them know anything about Medicare and Medicaid, right? Which which begs the question. Well, all right, but where are the good people of Birmingham, Alabama, getting their estate planning done? And um, and here's the answer. I, I I think I think that most middle class families, if you reach out to that. That sort of federal estate tax planning attorney that doesn't know anything about long-term care planning, the answer you're likely going to get is, "Look, sir, ma'am, you are not wealthy, um, and therefore you do not need federal estate tax planning. And then, therefore, um, here is your will-based estate plan. Um, be be on your way." But that that assumes that the only two issues were who gets the stuff and taxes. But there's this entire other issue about what happens if I get really, really sick before I pass away. But those attorneys just don't know much about it. All right. The other option that, that people have is they could go to uh, a general practice lawyer, right? So there's a, there's a law firm on every corner and you call up the general practice law firm and you go to an attorney who does divorces on Tuesdays and traffic ticket on Wednesdays and uh, criminal court on Thursdays and on Fridays they write will and one day a week they golf and, and they don't really understand um, long-term care expenses. They've never really gotten involved in trusts and so when all you have is a hammer, everything kind of looks like a nail. And so everybody ends up with a will. And so you've got, this, you've got this thing that has grown over time. You've got the high-end tax planners, and all they're doing is writing wills because they don't know the long-term care stuff. You've got the general practitioners out there, and all they're doing is writing wills because they don't know anything. And so this entire generation, the baby boomer generation, the middle-class baby boomers, all they've heard from anybody and everybody is all you need is a will. Because that's all the people know, and then you got this breed of attorneys out there calling themselves elder law attorneys. And in an elder law practice, um, you do cases where where families have ended up in a nursing home. Somebody's sick. Somebody's in a nursing home. They're going through one hundred and fifty or one hundred and eighty thousand dollars. And in order to fix that problem, i got to get pretty good at this whole area of law called Medicaid. And once you get really good at the the practice of, of law called Medicaid, now there's things we can do even after somebody's in a nursing home to help protect their assets, right? And, and, and so there's we in our law firm, we probably do six to 10 of these cases a month where you know, a family reaches out to our law firm, somebody's in a nursing home, and we're trying to solve this problem of somebody essentially going broke. What can we do to save the house? What can we do uh, to save some money for the healthy spouse? You know, dad's in the nursing home, mom's at home. Is there anything we can do? And when you get into this elder law practice, you end up doing a lot of estate planning. But because we do these nursing home cases— We've got an eye toward not just not just who gets the stuff when I pass, we also have an eye toward how do we protect this family so that they don't end up like my other type of clients who are going broken nursing homes. And when you start looking at it that way and you start to learn this stuff, trusts make a lot of sense for middle-class families. Um, and this is the type of thing that we like to teach people in our workshops uh, so, if you are curious about uh, how to do really good planning for your family, actually protecting assets from these risks, actually getting an inheritance to your children and helping them, um, you should come to one of our upcoming Three Secrets to Protect Your Legacy workshops. You can find them on our website. Go to seclerlawfirm.com, S E C H L E R law Go to the workshops tab, and when you're on the workshops tab, you can find all of our upcoming workshops. They're free. And here's what we do in the workshop. You're gonna learn all about wills. You're gonna learn about trusts. You're gonna learn about taxes. Uh, we're gonna talk about revocable trust and who should consider revocable living trust. We're also gonna uh, talk to you about irrevocable trust and why you might think that they're a good idea. We're gonna to talk to you about probate avoidance. We're gonna to talk to you about all the things that you should know in order to protect yourself from these risks that retirees face. Um, the workshop is free, it's helpful. And then what we do is we invite you to a series of other classes where we actually help you get these estate plans done, these documents done at a great rate. Once the estate plan is done now, then we're not done. Um, In law school, they call estate planning transactional law, meaning basically when you've written, you know, a client goes to an attorney, attorney prepares documents, client purchases documents, client signs documents, that's the end of the transaction. I have Documents. I went to – I essentially went to a document store. Um, and that's not the way that I think this thing should be done. So we have this entire program that we call our Red Wagon Club – that exists after you've signed your estate planning documents. We want to talk to you about planning for your digital, uh, your digital assets, your videos, your phone, uh, the pictures on your phone. We want to leave some stories for your grandkids and great grandkids. We want to help preserve your story for the next generation because they're as interested in your story as they are in your money. And so let's let's take some steps to preserve that. Then we have a class that we teach your kids how to be an executor and what a trust is and how to be a trustee. We call it the know your role workshop. So we teach your kids because one of the things that I hear from my clients is, you know, I didn't know this was going to be so difficult and I don't want to put this burden on my kids. And um, we, we don't want to create a situation where the kids don't understand what's going on. So we we start to form a relationship with our clients' kids ahead of time because if dad gets sick or when mom passes away, Now you know who you're reaching out to. You know what the system is going to look like. You know how it's going to go. And so we start um, working on that. We also teach our clients an awful lot about um, long-term care. Here's the difference between uh, a personal care home and assisted living. Oh, you want to stay in your home as long as possible. Got it. Here's how we might engineer your affairs so that that could happen. Um, And and so, you know, what, what this is all about is estate planning, the way I view the world, is not just about who gets my stuff when I pass away. You know, there's this thing that occurs when people write an estate plan uh, and they've done it the right way. And it's kind of like, you know what? I'm not going to just let this all happen to me. I'm going to take control of my retirement. I'm going to take control of the last third of my life. And I'm going to see what's out there and I'm going to see it coming. And I'm nobody's sucker. And if the government rule book is broken, then I'm going to write my own rule book. And that, to me, is the thing that really makes great estate planning. If that rings a bell with you, check us out at secularlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com. We'd love to meet you. We'd love to educate you and help you with this whole thing. If you found this episode interesting, uh, that's great. Remember, don't make any legal decisions based on what you hear on this or any other radio show. This is for your education information. Uh, but I hope you found it helpful, and we will see you here next week.